Alright everyone, welcome back. We got another episode of Devil's Army Cast, episode 39 I believe this is. James and Chris, just the two of us today, the duo. What's up everyone? We got, we're podcasting with some good Devil's News and some not so good Devil's News. The good Devil's News I'm sure everyone's well aware of now is Nico Hishir was named captain. And the not-so-good news is the Devils just lost to the Buffalo Sabres by a goal. Um, we'll get more into both of those happenings here shortly. As I said, episode 39, the Nick Merkley episode, we'll call it. Nice. Devils legend Brian Gibbons also wore number 39 for that magical start to that season, <laughs> whenever that was. What he was, was that, like 20, <laughs> 2015 season, maybe? 2017 yeah. season? I forget. Um, Seth Helligison and Curtis Gabriel also wore the number 39 for the Devils. We are recording this after the Devils-Sabres game on Saturday. We'll hopefully be dropping this to you all on Sunday morning before the Devils-Caps game, which just got moved up. It's not a night game anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, it just got moved up. I don't know the exact time, but I know it's not a night game anymore. So, Hmm. All right. What we're talking about this episode, it's going to be a relatively quick one. We got current news, we got Devils game recaps, Devils game previews, and a quick thing with the Devils update, and that'll be that. So, like I said, quick episode for you all. Current news, Nico Heischer, named captain, as I mentioned. We had a, this was this was a while ago, we had a um, talk on the podcast about who we felt should be or thinks will be the new Devils captain. I was a big Kyle Palmieri guy, but that's still hard with him not being resigned and all that. And Nico Heischer, we both talked about too, I'm sure. Nico Heischer might have been your top choice. I forget. Yeah, yeah I'm ago. pretty sure I leaned towards uh, Heischer. Where's yeah. Ajax? I think I said one of those two. Um, yeah, Ajax, the issue with him is the same with Paul Murray. He's a free agent yeah. after this season. So, but yeah. either way, Heischer, great choice for the Devils captainship. I'm sure, I mean, next at least, what, six, seven years, I mean, he'll be in the Devils. Up, yeah, he's locked up like so. six or seven years, I think. It's like yeah. one of the last things Shiro did before uh, the separation. Got him yes. on that nice, sweet extension so, deal. So, yeah, Nico Hishiro, your new captain, and he was back in the lineup. So that brings us to our next tidbit of news. The New Jersey Devils COVID list is finally empty. No names remain. Nico Hishiro was the last one, and he played today against the Sabres. So good news there. When they all went through it, so it would be a surprise if they had to go through it again <laughs> with the way yeah. COVID works, unless some didn't get the – you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I, I think league-wide also the number of players on COVID lists is down to low double digits. I think the NHL is finally starting to get it under control as Which a league is, as well. So I believe a combination of players have, have, have had it and them getting it under control. I'm not giving the NHL any credit because they've handled it terribly since the beginning. <laughs> but anyway, COVID list, Devils clear. Everyone's back. Technically, uh, Ryan Murray didn't play today because of non-COVID-related illness. Nikita Gusev still hasn't played. I'm unsure if that's performance-related and he's just been a healthy scratch or if he's still working his way back from being off the list because he wasn't removed too long ago. So... What else? Uh, white waiver news. Matt Tennyson was waived, finally. Uh, he cleared waivers, so I'd expect him to be a taxi squad guy for the Devils, maybe get some AHL time. He's, he's a fine AHL defenseman. He would help down there in Binghamton. But finally, he's no longer 
in the lineup or hasn't been in the lineup. So that is a good move there. Adam Henrique, former Devil, that Devils fans love so much, was Rico. placed on waivers today by the Anaheim Ducks. Very surprising move. Henrique's a solid player. He's a second-line yeah. center. Plays very good defense, decent offensively, pretty good finisher. The issue here is his contract. He's only in the second year of a five-year deal worth close to $30 million. The A, the average annual salary cap hit on my deals, close to six. And he's already 31 years old, so that contract's not too good. For that reason, I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of Devils fans that probably want to see reunion. I don't think that's in the cards. I don't think it should be in the cards yeah. just because of that contract. The fact that he's already 31 and the Devils have pretty good center depth. So, yeah, I, I mean, know about the, you, Chris. The Devils have the cap room for it, but I, I agree. I think we've kind of moved on. Um, we have center depth in the system. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I wouldn't be upset if he was brought back in. Um, yeah, I, wouldn't be I think either, if this but... were a normal situation and there wasn't like a, a cap freeze, basically, and all this stuff going on where people don't know what the cap's going to look like in the future, I doubt we even see him being put on waivers. I'm sure there'd be more of a trade opportunity because that was kind of my first reaction is how is this dude on waivers? Like he, he should get claimed like immediately, but you brought up the contract and that, that makes sense given that everyone's kind of very tight with – how they're spending their money right now because they don't know how long the cap's going to be like it is. And, you know, expansion draft coming up pretty soon with Seattle as well in the future. So, Yeah, he's um he's a good guy that I take when I play the NHL, um, when I play NHL 21 and I do an expansion draft. He's usually mm. my number one pick in the yeah. expansion draft. So, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Henry's on waivers. We'll know who claims him if he is claimed tomorrow. So that's interesting to see. All right, moving on to the game recaps. Devils had three games this past week. Oh, by the way, part of the reason why we're filming this episode is last episode, I totally disregarded the Devils game tomorrow against the Washington Capitals. I thought they had three straight against the Sabres. They don't. They play the Sabres on the 21st. It's an afternoon game now, so we'll talk. Mm. Or the Capitals. That's the Sabres. I meant to say they play the Sabres. Yeah, they play the Capitals on the 21st. Totally disregarded that matchup. We'll talk about them in a little bit. First, we're recapping. 2-16, February 16th, in at Madison Square Garden. Played the Rangers. Held the game by the Devils. Yep. Won 5-2. Absolutely electric first period, but there was no scoring in the first period. Second period is where things got fun. Zaka and Butcher scored. Was this Zaka's insane goal, or was that... Oh, uh, ne- the power play you're talking about, or... No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I know Zaka had the game winner against Boston. Yeah, that was his insane goal. This goal was just a Zaka power play goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaka and Will Butcher scored in the second period. Rangers also had two goals. Third period, Devils rattled off three. One was an empty netter. You are sharing goal with an absolute snipe. And Mikhail Maltsev got his first career goal. Empty netter. 5-2 final. Third period, really decided. Good second period, too. Devils were great in the first. Um, Blackwood was amazing this game. Mm-hmm. 37 saves, 39 shots. New Jersey had 36 shots on goal. Um, yeah, so first game back, and they bowled the New York Rangers. It was good to see. Yeah, it was pretty funny watching that empty net goal for Malta. Congratulations on the first one, but Palms gave him a little pass, and it looked like a little bit of a give-and-go situation. Like, Malta yeah, could have easily sauced palms, it yeah. to, like, Palms in <laughs> yeah, the middle. And Palm could have used that goal <laughs> that to break out of his slump. But, you know, as we'll get into, he didn't, he didn't need that. <laughs> <A little foreshadowing. laughs> so, 
just being a little selfless, maybe that's what got him out of the slump. <laughs> yeah, that was funny though because right away I was like, oh, he totally could have just passed at the palms there. And um, yeah, so that was a really good game, one of the better Devils games of the season. And it was funny; it was in the game that they came back and uh, from their layoff. Um, anything else you want to add here before we get to the next one? Uh, no, it was a solid game back. I wasn't expecting that kind of output after being off for, for so long. Um, I don't think the Rangers were expecting it either. Um, just g- great play all around. Um, yeah, a great way to come back off the COVID list after being uh, gone for so long. So, totally agree, Chris. Moving on now. Second game of the return. And somehow, the Devils topped their previous performance. I think this was definitely the Devils' best performance of the year. Boston Bruins in Boston, went into Boston, and um, what? Boston's exposed. Yeah, yeah. Boston's (laughs) exposed. You you just said that now, and I'm going to run off like 10 in a row. (laughs) Um, Devils beat Boston in Boston 3-2. Best performance of the season. There was no scoring in period uh, period one. Once again, period two. It opened up. Devils out, scored Boston 3-1. Palmieri is here. Kyle Palmieri is here. Don't everyone, or don't worry, he's here. Two goals. First was on the power play, I think, and the second was a shorthanded goal, or was the first even strength? I know his second was a shorthanded goal. Um, I, I missed some of the game. I had to catch up on the highlights. Unfortunately, I had something going on. Gotcha. Yeah, so the Palm second goal was a shorthander. Um, the first goal, I forget if it was even strength or not. I think it was. Yeah, it was even strength because Jack Hughes had a beautiful backhand pass. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And Palms came in on like a breakaway. So, yeah, it was a snipe, even strength goal. Um, unfortunately, Pasternak, or, uh, the Bruins also got one that period, believe it or not. It was a Kyle Palmieri brutal turnover that <laughs> resulted in the goal. So Palmieri giveth and he taketh. <laughs> it was a 3-1 after two. Period three, the Boston Bruins wanted to make it interesting. David Pasternak got a really late six-on-four goal. Boston was on the power play. But the Devils were able to hold on, and Mackenzie Blackwood had an unreal shoulder save there in the closing seconds to ensure it finished at 3-2. to mm-hmm. um, see if I have any notes here. So this game was the first game that we did not see Matt Tennyson this season. First game, he was a scratch. We got a Sammy Botnin, Dmitry Kulkov pairing, which is very solid. Botnin's first game back in the Devils uniform. We saw a Butcher Subban pairing, which excelled last year. They did struggle in this game, though. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's what we saw in this game. Anything you want to add here? I know you said you had to catch it through the highlights. I didn't know if there was anything you wanted to. Yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah, I was um, the, the kind of performance and outcome that I saw through the highlights uh, against this team. I thought it was a very well-played game. Like you said, might have been their best game of the season. Um, Butcher, I think, is a, what? After those two games, he had a goal and an assist in two games uh, since he got put yeah, in the lineup. Scored. So he's been showing he, he should stay, making his case. Um, yeah, just solid all around. And, and that yeah. posture on goal, the, that – Second one for uh, Boston. Uh, you don't blame Blackwood for it. It was like a redirect tip. It was just crazy. So yeah, cool call. Actually got the oh, yeah, puck yeah, on it. it. Was, uh, yeah, got yeah. it. Stick on it. Yeah, it was like an own goal. It was a really mm-hmm. nice, nice redirection by Cool Call though. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was the three-two dub over Boston. Um, that was after 
the 5-2 dub against the Rangers. So, Devils ride high three-game win streak. They play the Buffalo Sabres, those pesky Sabres, down them 3-2. Devils were outplayed for the first two periods, and it was by a pretty wide margin. Um, they really didn't get much on mm-hmm. that, really, at all. Buffalo, at one point, had the block shots advantage 10 nothing and 13-1. That yeah. just insane i mean the devils had their moments but it was just few and far between and well even in the beginning periods they'd have like a chance here and a chance there but consistently buffalo was just dictating the pace of play through the first two periods so yeah they definitely did the devils only had a 28 percent goal share in each of those periods which is just not going to get it done Mm. um third period to turn it on and they had to because they were down 3-0 after a kind of a uh Dimitri Kulkov took a holding penalty, which I can see why they call it. He had that free hand. The refs are going to call that nine times out of ten. Um, whoever the saber was scored on that, and they made it 3 0 going to period three. Right Indeed, yeah. the Derek Irish score was a beautiful shot. That's his third goal in two games. Um, so he's definitely back. That took a while, but the Devils made it interesting. Made it 3-2 with probably like three minutes left, a little over three minutes. Lindy Ruff called a timeout at the end of a power play and six-on-four advantage for the Devils. P.K. Subban, vintage Subban, rocket off of Zaka assist. So that made it 3-2 late. From the point, baby. It was. Vintage Subban um, sellied there a little bit. And then Devils weren't able to uh, complete the comeback. Dropped it three to two. Blackwood. As crazy as it sounds, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. I'm sure he definitely won that second one back. It did get tipped, but it got tipped like he was there. It kind of just squeaked on through. Mm. So I'm sure he wanted that one back. The first one he was screened. Um, it's probably this is he, Blackwood's been so good. So I guess if you're yeah. gonna say this has been his worst game this season, he only stopped 26 of 29. That's like a bad game for Blackwood. Um, Olmark was solid, 25 of 27. Um, Statistics-wise, the Sharon Govich, Quoken, and Zaka line was miserable. They had to split that one up. Igor Sharon Govich was on the ice for one shot attempt and 15 against. I think it's time to put the Igor Sharon Govich experiment to rest for now. I think we'd do well with some AHL time. Um... So in this game, Nick Merkley sat, Nikel Maltsev sat, because Nico Yashir got reinserted into the lineup and Travis mm-hmm. Edjack came back. So those two sat. I'd rather see Gusev or Merkley in the lineup for Sharon Govich at this point. Um, the Devils did switch lines around in the third period, and that's when they started turning on. We got a Rat Hishir Zaka line, which is really good, and a Janssen Hughes Palmieri line, which also did very good. Um, that Wood McLeod Bastion line stayed the same, and they were rolling with a Zaka Quokinen, or not Zaka, Zajac Quokinen, um, Sharangovich line, which was okay. Um, Sharangovich, I just saw, really struggled the whole game. Defensive pairing-wise, Subban and Butcher, in terms of, like, shot attempts for, against, did struggle a bit again. So that's two games in a row, or maybe even three games in a row now, that pairing. has been okay, but not great. With Ryan Murray probably coming back soon, I wouldn't be surprised if they sat Butcher again, unfortunately. Um, I, I know it's a small sample size, but... I'm, I'm a big Will Butcher guy. I wouldn't be, I'm just saying I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they sat him again. Yeah. Dimitri Kulkov's been fine this year. He he was okay this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they give him the nod over Butcher. Either one, I'm okay. As long as Matt Tennyson and Connor Carrick stay out of the lineup, both have been on waivers and cleared them. It's okay. Yeah. 
Um, go ahead. I mean, it's kind of just the the downside of um, having depth and you know performing. I think the Devils are performing very well so far in the limited games that they've played. They're they're staying with almost every team that they're playing against. Uh, I mean, they beat Boston both times so far. Um, you know, it's good to have that forward depth. It's good to have you know the defensive depth. Um, I'm. I'm very excited for how the rest of this season will go. And I know the Caps coming up, they've, we've, we've had issues with them in the past, but I'm really looking forward to see if the Devils can kind of uh, stick with them and everything. So, But uh, at this game, it was just – it got going too late. Unfortunately, the Devils were in too big of a hole, down 3 nothing. Um, I was not a fan of the third goal at all, just total blown coverage on the penalty kill. I, yeah. I don't know if – any kind of Standing system where leaving a man alone in front with no one on him is accepted. Like, you know, you got to bully him in front. You got to make him pay to stand there. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. They got going a little too late, but that, I mean, that third period was all devils totally yeah, tilted in their direction. If they had more time, they would have tied it up, probably taken the lead. That's just how it was going. But and that's what happens when you fall down 3-0 and put yourself in a position where you got 20 minutes to try and get out of it. So, yeah, it's never good when you just um, when you just play 20 minutes. Usually, if you do that, you're not expected to win the game. And that's what happened tonight or this afternoon. Back to that penalty kill goal. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say Sammy Botman or the power play goal for or Buffalo. Yeah, it was a direct pass from Eichel off the wall to Reinhardt in front, and he just redirected it past Blackwood. Clean. No no issue at all. Yeah, so Votnin, he – a little analysis on how that play happened. So Votnin and whoever the other defensemen were, the two defensemen down, like closest to Blackwood, right? Votnin has a responsibility there for the guy in the crease, but that guy in the crease started going up towards the blue line. So when that happens, Votnin should now watch the back door and some one of the two devils at the top will pick that middle guy up that's drifting towards the blue line. Votnin to follow that guy in the middle up towards the blue line, which gave the back door pass wide open there. So just a breakdown. Um, it happens. So, but you, you want to, you, you expect better, especially someone yeah. from someone like Sammy Votnin, who's a, usually a pretty good penalty killer. And I will say you could also, or at least I could tell watching this game, uh, Nico's still getting his legs under him. He, he was definitely <laughs> gassed at the certain interview? points. Yeah, he, uh, you could hear him breathing into the mic. So give him a couple games to get his legs under him, get the conditioning and everything. Um, he'll, you'll see his play start to really uh, improve. So, yeah, he did have that big face-off win there. Um, yeah. On the P.K. Subban goal, he's the one that won the face-off. Yeah, so. it'll it'll take him like a week, week and a half, just to get up to, you know, that level of conditioning that he needs. So, and uh, definitely the right choice as well for you know being the captain, in my opinion. Uh, yes, definitely has a lot I of agree. good leadership qualities. Served over in Switzerland for their program, even though he did not have to. Um, for those who don't know, it's in Switzerland. What they do is everyone is required to serve in the military. That's a male there um, for at least like I think it's a year or something like that. Um, and he had the option of not having to do it because he was, you know, a pro athlete. Uh, he fell under one of the exemptions and he decided, no, he was still going to do it anyway. So very much, uh, respect and admire that and a solid choice. Can't wait for him to, uh, wear the C for hopefully a long, long time. 
Should be. It should be a long time unless something crazy happens. Um, all right. So before we move on here, I want to kind of go back over these three games and see if there's anything I missed or we missed in terms of like player performance overall. Usually we do a big like trending up, trending down segment. We're not going to do that today just because we want to try and make this a pretty quick episode for everyone. Um, Yanni Kokinen's a guy I want to talk about real quick. Had three assists in mm-hmm. the Rangers game. Yep. I was a. Not a big proponent, Yanni Kokinen, but I didn't think he was going to be playing the way he has been. Three assists, I believe he's up to like four or five points this season already. Yeah, he's turning um, it on. Yeah, he's solid. He seems like he's – defense needs a little work, but he seems like he's going to be a pretty good playmaker. I don't know if he'll ever be like a top six guy, but he should maybe be like a middle six, bottom six, pretty solid offensive playmaker type. Thank you, Carolina. Uh, oh, yeah, did you see the uh, – the what was it the, the whatever they call it the trivia question today yeah, that was that wild Bryce <laughs> Salvador Cam Jansen were yeah, the last like, go ahead yeah it was like the last time two Devils who were involved in a trade for each other ended up playing together on the Devils afterwards and it was Cam Jansen and Bryce Salvador yeah so that was a good one um, another player I want to talk about Pavel Zaka man he's been doing he's, yeah. he's a weird player anyway um, so this is our boy Alex Chavonsi I think is how you pronounce his last name um, he was on the pod last week he put this tweet together so he said with an assist late in the third period Pavel Zaka is up to 7 points 4 goals 3 assists in 12 games that's a 33 point pace over 56 games and a 49 point pace over 82 games that I believe today he's got a, a five-point streak. Oh, he got an assist on one of the goals as yeah, well. Yeah, so seven points in his last game, uh, eight games overall. So, um, yeah, his possession numbers aren't great, but that's been the theme of his career. Uh, he's actually been pretty solid. He's been okay in the power play. I mean, he's doing okay. He's, I know people aren't happy with how he's performed over his career because he was, what was it, a six overall pick or whatever, mm-hmm. and I totally understand that. He hasn't played up to that. But he's still making contributions, and that's all you could ask for at this yep. point, you know? Yeah, he's still a good forward. So, uh, yeah, we talked about a little bit about Igor Sharangovich. I truly think whether like at this point the game he just had i wouldn't be surprised if they sat him i would agree if they did and get him some time in the ahl binghamton if you want let him sit a couple games because the play just hasn't been there i think he only has like three points and 13 this year or three points in 12 games however many they played this year um his possession numbers are one of the worst on the team so far so i think it's time for igor to ride the pine a bit uh, I think that's it. Players I want to talk about. You got what you want to talk about? Anyone here before you move on? No, there's, I mean, we kind of touched on everyone. Um, Nico, obviously, we, we uh, I already discussed him. Zaka has been, you know, turning around and everything. Um, yeah, I, I think Butcher may be the odd man out, unfortunately, just because of the depth that the Devils have. Um. Yeah, I think we've basically touched on everything. Cool. All right, then. We'll move on to the – oh, one more thing. So that – whatever Buffalo goal it was, the Devils, of course, lost a defensive zone faceoff. And it was Jack Hughes who lost the faceoff. Jack Hughes' faceoff percentage this year is 31%. That's 
that's awful. Like, that's got to mm-hmm. be one of the worst in the league. I know with centers, it's a more of a, like, get experience and it'll come over time. Like, it'll yeah. get better over time. And we saw that Nico this year. He was not good on the faceoff dot when he first came in. But this year is a buck or not this year. But um, he, he's been improving every year. Yeah, last year he beat out Zajac in, like, faceoff percentage, which yeah. is almost, but that, that almost never happened because Zajac is the king of faceoffs. He has been basically his whole career for the Devils. And, not and this year. As well, <laughs> not this know. year. He's a forty-one yeah. percenter on the draw now. Yeah. But historically, I, I he's always point. been a top face-off guy, even in the league. That's why he would be out against guys like Crosby and stuff. Even though you don't think the skill matches up defensively, he helps neutralize it. But yes, into your into your point right here, James. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up because it's something he needs to work on. I mean, it's just not many excuses can make a thirty-one, thirty-two percent face-off percentage. Like reasonable, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, all right, enough of that stuff. So we're gonna move on now. So, what can we usually do? We do like a Devils game preview segment, right? Um, we've previewed all the games actually up to their next two games against Buffalo, which is the 23rd and 25th, I believe. Um, so I told you to regarded it last week, <laughs> missed it. Washington Capitals. They're in Washington tomorrow. Like I said, game got moved up. Talk about the Caps here real quick. And then after that, we're not going to really talk more about Buffalo because, I mean, we've seen a decent amount of Buffalo here already. If you want to hear us break down the Buffalo Sabres, feel free to listen to episode number 38 with our good friend Alex. The breakdown's fully on there, and Alex talks a little bit about the Sabres as well. And so interesting, this is how their schedule goes. 221 at Washington, which is tomorrow or today when you guys will be listening to this. 223 and 225, it's a in-home versus Buffalo at Buffalo. So that's the 23rd and 25th. Then Saturday, Sunday, they play the Caps. So really, they're playing Washington and Buffalo their next one, two, three, four games or whatever it comes out to. Yeah, so. I think they got like two against the Caps and three against the Sabres or like the other way around. Basically, they're only playing the Caps and the Sabres for like the next week. Yeah, so it's a lot of Washington and Buffalo. Um, so we're going to talk about the Capitals a little bit right now. Um, very weird team. And I tried to – I can't really get a grasp on what's going on with them this year when I was looking at their numbers and everything. Their goaltending has not been good. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had backup issues because – Samson all has been banged up. He actually played for the Hershey Bears against Binghamton last week. They're relying on rookie Vitek Vanek. Or, you know who I'm talking about? I think so, yes. I'm trying to – I don't want to butcher his name, but that's what I usually do. Um, so that's – so Vitek Vanek, I think. Anyway, that's who their goalie currently is. He won't be playing against the Devils tomorrow or – today, Sunday, because he played against the Rangers, who they just lost to. I think it was 4-1 was the final score in that game. I could be wrong. But he's actually not been bad, Vanek, or Vanekic. Um, this year, his save percentage is still above 900, but it's nothing too crazy. I think it's still below league average. Craig Anderson, I think, got a game or two for the Caps, and it didn't go well. Samson, like I said, will be back for Washington tomorrow or today against the Devils. And he, he played a couple of games this year and struggled, so goaltending is definitely a, uh, a struggle for the Caps. Besides that... They're loaded with talent. They're forward. They got forward depth. They just got back uh, Jacob Rana, which is big for them because Nicholas Backstrom's like 
going insane this year is 20 points in 15 games, and he skates on the same line with Rana and Tom Wilson. So that's our second line. The first line of Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and TJ Osi is absurd. They got talent on the back end. Solid team, just bad goaltending for now. So go ahead, talk about the Caps. I think people have heard enough from me. Yeah, there was that stretch where like the Caps were missing pretty much most of their core guys because of some breaking some COVID rules that got suspended. But yeah, yeah, they're all back. But even during that period when they were gone, I mean, they were still winning games. Um, yeah. Very I what teams they were playing, but uh, that's, that's part of why they're where they are now. So I guess you can say that they got some depth at least. Um, Eight, five and three this year, the caps. That's good for one, two, three. That's good for fourth right now in the uh, East division. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing here, you know, uh, just stats in general for the team: three point four seven for goals, tied fifth, goals allowed, three point four, tied twenty six. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're that's an the goal team, especially issue. when you're looking at, at at stats and everything. Um, they're about fifty percent on face off, sort of forty six point six, but apparently that's towards the bottom. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're an interesting team. I, I think they have the, the firepower and the capability to easily manhandle any team, but it seems like they might not be playing up to their potential. Yeah, it, it's. I think it really comes back to goaltending. Like you said, their goals against average is, like, awful. They were down with Ottawa at one point for the worst, like, I guess you could, not, I don't want to blame on defense because, like, when you look at their – like I said, just a weird team, man. Their 5v5 possession stats aren't great. They're around, like, a low below average. Like, the yeah. Devils 5v5 stats are better. Their power play is great, though, as usual, third in the league. PK is pretty good, too, which is 14th, which makes no sense. So, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, and, and it goes to show, you know – you need good goaltending to win because, like I said, their goals, I think they're tied fifth in the league for how many goals they score, but they're 26th, I think, in goals allowed. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, you know the old adage of just score more points than the other team, well, yeah, no duh, but um, you still need some someone between the pipes to, you know, help stop stuff. Yeah, I'm, I could be wrong on this, but doesn't – don't the Caps usually play the Devils, like, really, really well? Don't the Devils struggle against Washington in the regular season? I mean, historically, I, I think it's – I think they probably had their way with us. Um, that being said, I think this team is different than the Devils have been for the past couple of years um, just from what I've seen. So, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, totally I'm interested agree. to see how it's going to play out. But, yes, I do believe the Caps have had our number pretty well I'm for the past couple of years, especially including Ovi getting his like 700th or whatever last yeah, year against cool. us, that milestone goal. Yeah, he had so like two Washington, goals that game. Washington's one, two, three, four, five, and have won five of their last seven against the Devils. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but like you said, totally different teams this year. That's just a little uh, issue between the teams. But overall, Washington's been giving up a lot of goal, uh, goals because their goaltending has been suspect. We're going to see Ilya Samsonov make his return to the lineup after injury. Washington score goal, a lot of goals. So we're going to probably see Aaron Bell this game, backup goalie against Washington's offense. It's probably not ideal, but you never know. So who knows how this game is going to go. Washington, very weird team so far this year. So, um, All right. Anything else you want to add about Washington here? No, I, I am looking forward to it, though. I really think this will be another good measuring uh, for the team and where, where it's at. Uh, and the players as well. Obviously, we've played well against Boston this season. Um, 
would have liked to see us do a little bit better against Philly. So, uh, yeah, I'm just really anxious to see how we perform against Washington. Because, I, like I said, I don't think this is the same Devils of old that Washington has consistently kind of had their way with. So. No. so, we'll see. So, as a reminder, before we move on real quick, the 221, which is Sunday, at Washington, it's a day game. So, hopefully you guys will be listening to this podcast before that game starts. Then, on the 23rd, which is Tuesday... And the 25th, which is Thursday, the Devils play home versus Buffalo, then in Buffalo. That brings us to Saturday, Sunday. They have a back-to-back against the Caps. So that's what the Devils' schedule is looking like this upcoming week. We broke down the Capitals just now. Episode 38, we talked about the Buffalo Sabres. Okay. That's all we have in terms of content-wise. I'm going to just really give you uh, what the Binghamton Devils' outlook looks like this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I always update the page. I'm going to kind of like not do it as much in terms of like every single goal and what happens in the games, but you can always go to our page whenever Binghamton Devils have a game and you'll see updates from us, from me. I usually do it because I uh, get to catch the games. Um, Saturday, which is today, they play Lehigh Valley in Lehigh Valley, so they're playing tonight. Wednesday, they're in Newark against Lehigh Valley. Friday, they're in Newark against Hershey. And Saturday, they're in Hershey against Hershey. So that's what their outlook looks like. As I said, pay close attention to our page those days, and you'll be getting updates from us on those games. So that's all I wanted to say there. But besides that, I think we're all set. Um, The Lake Tahoe games are really nice, by the way. If uh, we're recording in the middle of one of them, uh, the Vegas-Colorado games. There is one more tomorrow between uh, Boston and Philly. So if you didn't get a chance to check out this one, check out that game tomorrow as well. Uh, It might be close to the same time we're playing the Caps, so you might have to have two screens going for it. But really great, surreal atmosphere and scenes. Yeah, no, it's really good stuff. Um, Mountains in the back. You got people sitting in jet skis and kayaks in the the lake watching them play. Mm -hmm. So have you – you haven't played NHL 21, have you? Uh, I have not, no. So the EACHL or EASHL, like the club you can play with your buddies and stuff, mm-hmm. when they have like tournaments or playoffs or whatever, they have the games like outdoors by like a lodge type setting. And for some reason, it reminds me of this Lake Tahoe thing. Yeah. It looks very similar. But there was an anyway. outdoor game I played <laughs> when I was like, I think, seven or eight. Um, and it was a similar thing. It was like a country club or a lodge or something. Um, I, I, I mean, I've been out of the state for about four years, so I'm drawing a blank on highways. But it was somewhere like in between like Bedminster and Chester, like 202, 206. I forget the name of the highways. But, yeah, it was like a rink outdoors, absolutely freezing. We had hand warmers on the bench. Like I said, I think I was like seven or eight. Um, There's maybe like one or two other rinks that I played that were like somewhat outdoors. Um, And then just, you know, traditional pond as well whenever it got cold enough. But yeah, just definitely a cool scene, cool environment. So it's cool. Good stuff. Um, Alrighty. I think that is all we have for this episode. Chris, would you like to add anything else? Let's go devils, baby. Yes, sir. As always, everyone stay safe out there. If you're down in Texas, I hope you all are uh, learning how to deal with the snow down there. But anyway, I've been giving some tips out to some people. Everyone stay safe out there. And we're hoping to talk to you guys again Thursday, maybe Friday. So see ya.